Welcome to Classical Guitar Around the World. There are guitar enthusiasts, and then there is Kevin Collins. Kevin has been called warm and entertaining by a New York Times music critic, as well as the American Segovia. Join us now for a journey through the world of classical guitar. Now, here's your host, Kevin Collins. Welcome to Classical Guitar Around the World on the Voice America Variety Network. This is Kevin Collins, and today I'm talking to classical guitarist David Tannenbaum in San Francisco. David started playing the recorder when he was four, and today he is a world-renowned musician who has performed in over 40 countries. He has released three dozen CDs in a variety of styles, from Beatles to Russian to crossover to Bach, in solo, with groups, and performing with symphony orchestras around the world. David just released a new CD of concertos dedicated to him called Double Echo after the title track on the Naxos label, and he performs with the New Century Chamber Orchestra. This CD contains not only original modern guitar music, but, and this may interest my tango friends, the premier recording of the Astor Piazzolla Double Concerto for Guitar and Bandoneon. Welcome aboard, David. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. I understand you just got back from a little tour. Would you like to talk about what you were doing? Well, actually, that was just a fun trip. I was in New York visiting friends and family. There are no tours, at least for me yet, um, but I'll be back hopefully on stage in September. Excellent. You know, I was in the airport the other day and um, I heard your uh, new CD playing on the, uh, the music coming down from the ceiling. Is that true? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I guess that would be every guitarist's dream right there, or, you know, to be in every elevator in the world, you know. Well, I did hear your John Adams CD on the local radio station a couple years ago, the Naive and Sentimental album for guitar and orchestra, and it is just marvelous playing the orchestra and the guitar sing together. Everyone should hear this. I'm going to play the uh, guitar solo now from Naive and Sentimental, written by John Adams and performed here by David Tannenbaum. This is Kevin Collins on classical guitar around the world on the Voice America Variety Network. Be right back.
Welcome back to Classical Guitar Around the World. This is Kevin Collins on the Voice America Variety Network. Today we're talking to David Tannenbaum, classical guitarist from San Francisco. Okay, I understand you have a background in music composing, both in a literal and the archetypal sense. Your father is a composer, and not only did you grow up in a house with a composer, but much of your work life is now spent with composers. Do you think growing up with a composer in the house set you up for a life of giving birth to new music? Well, my, my father was a composer, and actually my mother was a classical pianist, so I really had classical music in my DNA from the beginning. And my father was one of these people who lived large. So I grew up, you know, crawling around the living room, listening to Stockhausen on big speakers before I could walk. So this was kind of in my bloodstream. Um, and he was very adventuresome, um, was really into modern art and modern music. I, I was actually just at MoMA in New York last week and remembering that he took me down to see Alexander Calder working on the circus at the Whitney in the mid 60s. Um, so great experiences from my dad. He knew a lot of the New York Philharmonic uh, musicians. They would come in the house and say, when I was a little older, they'd say, whatever you do, don't be a professional musician. You'll get bitter. Don't do it. But of course, I wasn't going to listen to them. Um, but anyway, I, um, I started you know, showing some talent. I was singing Mozart on the swings, apparently, when I was three. And so my mother taught me recorder when I was four and then piano when I was five. And by the time I turned 10, I was playing piano pretty seriously and also cello. And I kind of just hit the wall. I mean, I was required to practice and I was doing these little recitals and I just felt somehow that I needed a break. And so everybody agreed I would just take a year off from all lessons. And of course, rock and roll was in the air in those days. And I picked up an electric guitar and started to explore that. My father was just horrified at this idea. And then Segovia came to town. And my dad said, you know, I, if you're gonna play that damn guitar, let's go hear somebody who can play some good music on it. And so I remember that night so well. I was 11 years old, and it was in a very dead movie theater in my hometown of New Rochelle, New York. And Segovia filled that stage with this incredible musicianship and sound and personality. And I kind of knew what I was going to do with my life. I knew that I would never make music very far from that sound again. Um, and so I started to, I got an nylon string guitar and I started to explore uh, what I could do, maybe kind of try to figure out some of my piano pieces on the guitar. And that led to lessons and, you know, led to me wanting to do this thing. But at that point, I had really serious questions about the repertoire because I had been playing great music by Beethoven and Mozart and Bach and many things on the piano and cello. And frankly, Sor and Giuliani felt like a step down at that point. And I didn't feel like that was necessarily a repertoire that could sustain my musical interest for a lifetime. So I talked to my dad about that and, you know, we kind of addressed the question and discussed it. And then two things happened. One is that I got Julian Bream's 20th Century Guitar LP, which had the Britain Nocturnal and the Martin piece and, you know, just two Villalobos studies, the, uh, the Henza Centos. And I just could not get enough of that recording. Um, it was a landmark, monumental recording. Bream later said that he had really had to talk RCA into releasing it, that they didn't think it would sell, and then it sold more than anyone had ever anticipated. So that gave me hope. 
I thought, well, this is fascinating repertoire. And then the second thing that happened was I came home from high school one day and on my music stand was this piece by my dad. And it is this wonderful about five minute piece that explores all the kind of sound possibilities or many of them of the guitar where there's, you know, retuning as you play and some percussion and tambora, just many different kinds of things. Pizzicato is just an exploration. And I thought, well, first of all, there's that. And also I could create my own repertoire. So those things started me on my journey and has continued to this day. Let's take a break and listen to some more classical guitar music by David Tannenbaum. This is Tarantula from the 2001 album Classic Steel with Peppino D'Agostino. This is Kevin Collins on Classical Guitar Around the World on the Voice America Variety Network. Be right back. Welcome back to Classical Guitar Around the World. This is Kevin Collins, and today I'm talking to David Tannenbaum, San Francisco guitarist. It was Segovia who called the guitar a miniature orchestra with an infinite palette of colors. How do you think about the guitar, David? Well, I think that's one of the great beauties of the guitar is, is the color spectrum. I think it was Stravinsky who said, 
it, it's like an orchestra, but heard from afar. You know, it's a quiet one. Um, so do I feel like it's an orchestra? I feel like it can take on many guises. I think it's maybe very related to a clarinet, to, you know, tonally, um, but it can imitate many things. Let's think, let's talk about a snare drum and, you know, many different tonal possibilities. Obviously, we all know that the color is one of the most important and, and usable tools that we have on the guitar. So in that sense, yes, I think it's like a little orchestra. So when you're working with composers, do you get in there and give them ideas? Do you, is there a give and take? It's a give and take almost always. And each, each one takes on a different, uh, you know, relationship. I mean, there are composers who are more open to the give and take. And there are composers who want more control. And there are composers who give me more control. So each one takes on a different guise. Um, you know, when, when Terry Riley wrote his first piece for me, his very first guitar piece, um, it took a long time to get to that point. I had been nudging him for a guitar piece for a long time. And then his son, Gian, began to play the guitar and brought it into the household. And he got inspired to write for the guitar. But he wrote this piece, Ascension, which he kind of got from one of his piano improvisations. And it needed a lot of work. I mean, everything was beamed in the same direction. So he wasn't showing, for instance, bass lines separate from from trebles you know it was 15 minutes long and it was it was a little too long we cut it down um so you know he needed quite a bit of guidance there uh you know julian bream famously said you always want to get the second guitar piece from every composer you know <laughs> let them work their stuff out in the first one so that one took quite a lot but then after that um he, he kind of got the the groove and he most of the writing he's done since then has been the guitar in chamber settings, which of course takes some of the pressure off. Um, but you know, somebody like Aaron J. Curtis, who is on this very much represented on this new CD, really is a detail oriented composer. And he, you know, we have spent summers in the old days faxing back and forth details of a guitar part in maybe a 20 minute piece where it just goes back and forth and back and forth. And we really, really work every detail. Um, there are other composers who are not as um, fine-tuned as that. So everyone is different, I would say. That's amazing. We're going to go to commercial break now, and uh, please come back and join us in a minute for more classical guitar around the world as we're talking to David Tannenbaum. This is Kevin Collins on the Voice America Variety Network. Be right back. <laughs> Out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Thank you. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Classical Guitar Around the World with Kevin Collins. To find out more about the program, visit our website at classicalguitarworld.com. That's classicalguitarworld.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Classical Guitar Around the World. This is Kevin Collins on the Voice America Variety Network, and today we're talking to David Tannenbaum. You know, when people think classical music, they think of Beethoven and Mozart, but playing the music of the past is a relatively new thing. In the past, you went to a concert to hear the latest Beethoven symphony, the latest string quartet of Mozart. It was Segovia who resurrected music from the golden ages of the guitar. We can thank Segovia for bringing to light the great works of the guitar, hidden away in old churches and libraries, from an earlier time when what we call classical guitar was just guitar. It was a time when everyone played. It was a national pastime, like baseball is for us. Well, let me first say that, you know, reacting to what you were talking about, all music is new music. I mean, Beethoven, of course, was new music when it was written, so we shouldn't be scared of it. Um, you know, I approach a standard piece of music, I mean, certainly with a history. You know, I've been at this for, for quite a long time, and I've taught um, for a long time, so I know pretty much most of the repertoire. So there's a history there. But I am looking for something new to say with it if I'm going to play a standard piece of music. And I feel fundamentally that the world is too crowded. You know, there are too many guitarists. There are too many CDs. There are probably too many radio interviews and too much, too many everything. <laughs> so I want to put something out into the world if I feel like I have something pretty unique to say with it, a new angle on it. And if I, if I have a Meritz piece or a Giuliani and I don't feel like I have a new take on it. I feel like I don't need to put it out there. So yes, I am looking for something new to say. Yeah. Let's take a break and listen to some classical guitar music by David Tannenbaum and Eugene Rodriguez. This is the Scarlatti Sonata in E for two guitars. This is Kevin Collins on the Voice America Variety Network. Be right back.
Welcome back to Classical Guitar Around the World. This is Kevin Collins on the Voice America Variety Network. One of the composers that we talk about a lot on this show is the Cuban composer Leo Brower. Uh, Leo happened to go to my school, the Hart School of Music, before Castro called him back to Cuba. He's written a large body of guitar music, music that is very natural and falls on the guitar. It's fantastic music with the sounds of the streets of Cuba. How has Brower's music affected you, all these new sounds? Good question. I, I have recorded um, the simple studies, the, uh, so all 20 of those, by the way, for GSP. Um, you know, Brower is the most important guitarist composer of our time. And I can tell you that when I worked with some of the most renowned composers like Takamitsu and Henza, invariably they would ask me, how's Leo doing? How's Brower? You know, there was really a respect for Leo. Um, you know, he has created an enormous and, and important body of work. And what interested me, me about it, I mean, you mentioned the word gesture. He's a composer who basically doesn't think that melody works on the guitar. So if you look at his output, there's really not much melody at all. Maybe you could argue the third movement of El Camarón Negro. It's kind of a very short melody, but he tends to work more with motives that he develops and, and gestures and, and kind of figures. Um, but he does that in such an imaginative way, and he uses the instrument in such an imaginative way that it has just been really successful all over the world. I think another thing that has um, really been successful for him is that his music sounds harder than it is to play. And, you know, there's so much music that we play that's harder to play perhaps than it sounds. But Brower is very facile under the fingers. It's very natural feeling. Um, you can go very fast with it. And, and you know, it's, it's just not that hard to do. Um, my experience working with him is that he really likes surprises in music. He likes big contrasts. So, you know, he writes sometimes very extreme dynamics. And when he heard a player, like, for instance, Costas Kotsiolas, who he really likes, the Greek player, doing really big contrasts from very loud louds to soft softs and sudden, sudden sort of changes, I've sat with him at concerts where he would be just delighted and smiling and kind of bouncing in his seat. Um, so he really kind of favors that kind of interpretation over perhaps a flatter one um, that might be more, quote, correct. And... Um, adherent to the score. So those are some thoughts on Brower. Let's listen to three of the Estudio Sencillos by Leo Brower, played here by Ricardo Calvo. This is Kevin Collins on classical guitar around the world on the Voice America Variety Network. Be right back. Thank you. 
out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Classical Guitar Around the World with Kevin Collins. To find out more about the program, visit our website at ClassicalGuitarWorld.com. That's ClassicalGuitarWorld.com. Now back to the show. You know, the Piazzolla Concerto, I mean, it's, it's the least known of the four works that he wrote for the guitar. Um, it's for bandoneon strings and guitar, and it has a darkness that is that's quite beautiful. Um, the first movement is only guitar and bandoneon. First, it's a guitar solo, and then he brings in the bandoneon, and then only in the second movement does he bring in the strings. And it's, it's really in kind of a dark, lower setting, mostly in minor keys, which he favored. And then the sun bursts out in one glorious moment in the second movement into C major. Um, but I, I just love this uh, concerto, and I hope people get to know it more from this recording. Well, you know, or you don't know, I'm an avid tango dancer. Oh, I didn't know. When I came to the tango from guitar, I said, well, I want to play some tango music for you. And we have this wonderful work by Piazzolla, and everybody was Piazzolla? He doesn't play tango. So it took a little convincing with the tango crowd to accept this. I mean, he was a wonderful, wonderful bandoneonist. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's true. And, and his, his tango is kind of a stew of all of these influences. It's Nuevo tango. And traditional tango, you know, musicians didn't take to it for a long time. It was more the youth in Argentina, as I understood it, who really uh, responded to it at first. But I've been a fan all along. I made a recording, a whole recording, a whole disc of Piazzolla on the guitar in 93, the year after he died. Um, I love that music. Let's play an excerpt from the Guitar and Bandonian Concerto by Astor Piazzolla on the Double Echo CD by David Tannenbaum. This is Kevin Collins on the Voice of America Variety Network. Classical guitar around the world will be right back.
Welcome back to Classical Guitar Around the World. We're listening to Milonga from the Astor Piazzolla Guitar and Bandonian Concerto, played by David Tannenbaum on his new Double Echo CD. Can you tell us a little bit more about your CD, David? Well, and I can I can say one more thing about the the disc, because um, yeah, it's new guitar concertos from the Americas. So there's also a piece called Pequeño Concierto by the Puerto Rican composer Roberto Sierra. He lives in Ithaca and has taught at Cornell for many, many years. Um, and this is interesting, you know, small concerto, small in two ways. One is that it's short. It's only about 11 minutes, four kind of shorter movements, but also the instrumentation is small. So it's guitar with just flute, oboe, violoncello, flute, oboe, clarinet, just five instruments. So it's, you know, you can play it without a uh, microphone. And um, so it's just kind of small, but very, very well written. I mean, it's just very cleanly, uh, you know, beautifully written. Um, there's a kind of typical Latin three plus three plus two in the second movement that goes through every instrument. So every instrument has it for a while and trades it throughout the course of the whole movement. It's really a terrific little piece, I would say. Let's go ahead and play an excerpt from the Pequeño Concerto by Robert Sierra. This is played by David Tannenbaum on his new CD, The Double Echo. This is Kevin Collins on classical guitar around the world. I'll be right back. And then the rest of the CD is just smaller pieces. There's, a, a as I mentioned, a lullaby for uh, violin and guitar, and then a solo piece that he wrote. Lullabies are wonderful. Nice short pieces. Everybody likes them. You can't... Yeah, with Carnus, it's not so short. It's about 10 minutes. No, well, but yeah. took a while to get to sleep there. <laughs> well, and this one, you know, with all of his music, as I mentioned, it has a big emotional range. So this is not a background kind of lullaby that it would put you to sleep. This goes to a lot of different places. You know, a lot of the people uh, listening to this show are going to wonder up, well, maybe I could do this. Uh, maybe I could play guitar. What would you, uh, what would you offer to a new student of the guitar for a little wisdom? Well, you know, one thing I, I have to 
preface this with a, a little disclaimer, which is that I've never taught a beginning student in my life. Um, and I've never taught a child. I've only taught really at the conservatory level. But I would say, you know, the, as I've said quite a few times here, you know, the guitar is the instrument of our time. So first of all, get one. And, and I would say that to anybody. I think we have too many buttons at our disposal and music is just too, in a way, too available to push buttons and get. And people are playing it less. And I think the thing is to make your own music, to, to make sound yourselves. Get an instrument, make sure it's, you know, playable. It can be cheap and make sure it's comfortable to play. And, you know, learn some chords on it. I mean, there are a lot of people that can help you just learn a few chords and just get started. And you can learn some simple things and be playing pretty quickly. If I was to teach beginners, I think I, you know, I would certainly want to get all the positioning right, but I would make sure that it was fun from an early level, that you could be playing a few things and get satisfaction and, and positive feedback early on. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, everyone has their first piece. Uh, my mother's favorite piece. What was your first favorite piece? On the guitar, you mean? I mean, you already had a background in piano. So what's your memory? My memory is that after I heard Segovia play that concert, I had already played the little prelude, which is in C minor on the keyboard. But for us, it's the little Bach prelude in D minor, the BWV 999. And I didn't actually realize that we could transpose it. I just went home and figured it out in C minor oh. on the guitar. <laughs> um, but, you know, I love that piece, especially when it became a lot easier and I could move it up to D minor. Um, so that's one of the first. And then I remember early on, um, there were these six lute pieces of the Renaissance that a guy named Chilisetti arranged in the early 19th century. And I just fell in love with those pieces. And they were actually the very first pieces that I played on my very first recital, which was, you know, quite a few years ago. As it was mine. Those are wonderful. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and play the six lute pieces of the Renaissance performed here by Andre Segovia. This is Kevin Collins on Classical Guitar Around the World. I'll be right back. Thank you. 
Listening to Renaissance Lute Pieces played by Andre Segovia. This is Kevin Collins on classical guitar around the world, and I'm talking to David Tannenbaum in San Francisco. Yeah, I love San Francisco. Isn't that a song? No, that. <laughs> you left your heart here. That's a song. Uh, I did. <laughs> Dock of the Bay was written here, many others. Thank you, Kevin, very much for doing this. I enjoyed being with you. Hope to see you again. Take care. Bye. This is Kevin Collins on classical guitar around the world. We've been speaking to David Tannenbaum in San Francisco. I'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Classical Guitar Around the World. Kevin Collins and another one of his amazing guests will continue our discussion next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Won't you join us then? <laughs>